Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they cause hugs or fights, from here before to watching the Northern Lights, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Ah, did I just get your attention? It's my <laughs> co-host Evan. I can say what I want because he can't hear me anyway. It's my co-host Saker. What's up? What did you? Yeah. <laughs> Are we done with the banter already? Is that where it stops? I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Neither of us left really any any room open for the other one. You set me up. I knocked it down, and then we insulted each other. Cool. Yeah, that's how we do it. That's, well, it feels like a late night cast. This is how we do. We got uh, at least two people saying, "I kind of like the late night energy." I'm kind <laughs> of I'm kind of into the where you guys want to kill each other. Well, I think that normally our energy is that, like, you're mean to me, you call me like a fucking idiot, and, like, a waste of space and shit, and I just take it, and then finally, like, at the night, like, the night gave me some, like, self-esteem or something, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but I was able to, I was able to give it back. Wow, I don't like the night, the night is when you become powerful, you gather energy all throughout the day. I am, that's something my partner and I have noticed, is that I am better able to handle things. I'm a morning person, so I'm better able to handle stuff in the morning. Like, my partner comes home, has a rough day, and, like, unloads on me. I'm like, I can't handle this. I just don't have the energy for it. But in the morning, <laughs> I'm like, in the morning, like, wake up, fucking tell me whatever you need. I'm, I'm your man. I'm your guy. Wow. Like, like, I'll talk you through your problems. I just, I'm just chipper. You know, I just run out of spoons during the day. Yeah. Yeah, that happens to everybody, man. That's, but some, uh... people, some people thrive in the nighttime, you know? They're a night owl. I think I I think you can change. I used to be a night owl, and now I'm definitely a day boy. Um, I don't know. Things. Ch- I mean, they they change biologically. Once I started having to wake up early, I was like, well, this is yeah. who I am now. Once you had your first kid. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, then your body is permanently different. Uh, but your partner is still a night person. Is that correct? Uh, more or less. Mm, okay. All right. I'll take my headphones off because this shirt's too hot for me. Okay, that's fine. Uh, listeners, right now, Evan is taking off his shirt. He's got a maroon... Oh my god, no fucking way. So, Ev has taken off his shirt to reveal a new Stephen Page arm sleeve tattoo. Holy (laughs) shit. All the way down. And it's just a... It's a tattoo of his arm. (laughs) And Saker... Saker knows Stephen Page's arm well enough, because, you know, we... Yeah. Me and Saker, that's how we got into this podcast in general, mm-hmm. is our, our, our arm fetish, our forearm fetishing, uh, fetishizing uh, Facebook page. Stephen at- Page has just just the most shapely forearms of mm. any any man, any woman, anyone. For sure. Yeah, he's got, I would be able to recognize them from a mile away. Um, every hair, every freckle. Wasn't into the Bare Ladies at all before I saw a picture of him. Uh, well, some I, people, used to just, I used to just watch the videos with the concert videos with the sound, with the sound off. off. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, some people are super into wiki feet. Uh, I'm super into uh, wiki limbs. Uh, it's a strange website, but um, but it's it's perfect for people like me. Just want to see them limbs, baby. I give Paige well, a ton I, for of me, it's just it's, it's from elbow up, wrist down. Nothing in between. That's the way we like to frown. frown. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the way we go downtown. Did you, did you do that to to make your body more aesthetically pleasing or to entice me which what uh get stephen page's arm tattooed on your arm oh both oh um, okay you know, we're we're in season like what 10 of this podcast like i've gotta i gotta keep things fresh <laughs> is it i feel like it's 11 we gotta spice it up yeah you know just when i'm spending time with you fly, time just flies by buddy i don't Aww. know if we're in season 10 or season 11 yeah it's all the same <laughs> we're definitely up there we're just and we're just making kisses into the microphones uh, it sucks wherever we are but we're somewhere <laughs> um yeah bro we we're we're almost done we're just we're 
tootling towards the finish line at this point, just whistling arm in arm. Oh my God. God. What are we going to, are we going to, we're going to start a new podcast. We have to start a new podcast. No, no, we're not. (laughs) Okay. We're going to get our Sundays back. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be so nice. Uh, Are we ever recording in person again? Uh, Maybe. Okay. Got it. I won't, I won't hold that hostage. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Ebo, maybe it's time to get to this week's song. Maybe. F, I mean, song- I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna steer you or, or lead. Like you know, lead you me lead the way. Yeah. Really? I'm not gonna lead the way. You you decide where you, where we go with this podcast. I mean, I, I I steer the ship in this podcast. You've never steered me. You've never led the way. That's no, you do. No, this I am podcast. a. I'm a power bottom. So I think believe what the <laughs> technical term is. The power part is that you have a robot rumble. That's the only thing that you lead, I suppose. The but power part kind of- is the literal drive shaft that controls the robot. That's Bumblebee, the true winner, the true so far, so far m- messiah of this uh, arena. Uh, our song this week is called "Say What You Want," and if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. I'm saying what I want right here, and what I'm saying is this is the first lead single from the album. <laughs> Did you think I was going to make a value call? Period. Period. Well, I mean, you could have. It was all in tone. They could have said, "Man, this is the first lead single of the album," or "This is the first lead single of the album." Mm. Evan, this is the first lead single from the album. <laughs> I do not. You're want giving to me nothing. That. You're giving me. <laughs> um. Yeah. This is a weird first lead single i thought this this felt um if it was it was not a bad track let, let mm-hmm. me start there i liked it just fine um but it felt way less a lead single than duct tape heart or even um uh a matter of time it felt like and when i say this you're gonna you're gonna it felt like a goo goo dolls song Okay, I wrote 90s vibe, but then I also later in it wrote Fleetwood Mac. So yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. I was all over the map with this song. Um, yeah. What gave you Goo Goo Dolls vibes? Just the just the uh, guitar and the and Ed's vocals. Like it just sounded like like the fucking I don't even know the lead singer of Goo Goo Dolls' name, but yeah. like you know, I think it's Ryan Goo. Randy Randy Goo. Yeah. <laughs> Randy and Ryan Goo. That's the two the Goo brothers. That's why they're called the Goo Goo Dolls. That's right. <laughs> I'm Randy Goo and I'm Ryan Goo and we're the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, um, yeah, we were a band. What I don't. What did Goo Goo Dolls do? Were they? No, that's Bush. I was thinking Glycerin. What did Goo? Yeah. What were Goo Goo Dolls? We were dropping a little Goo Goo Doll. Yeah, it was Iris. We we're dropping okay. a little Iris right here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it the harmonies, maybe, that led you there? I think it's just how he does with his vo- his voice. It's like, say what you want. Interesting. Yeah, I don't hear that at all. I'm not getting a Goo Goo Dolls vibe. But I am getting, like, a mid-90s vibe. So I'm with yeah. you there. Yeah. Um, 
I definitely think that feels and right. And I'm getting a Fleetwood Mac vibe. Good. It's fine. Good. It's fine. <laughs> I don't want to knock. All right, fine. I like Goo Goo Dolls is good. I'm feeling no, no, it now. No, 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 no I'm in. No, we got, we got this morning energy, buddy. I'm just rolling with what you no. throw at me. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the musicality. Right off the bat, those heavy, fuzzy guitars. Mm-hmm. That I They felt so... They felt hard, but they also felt very warm. Yeah, I liked the, like the slightly distorted guitar. That was not bad. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I thought it was going to be... As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a fucking yeah. heavy-ass butt rock song. No. But no, they, they tempered you. it. Yeah, with all of these yeah. other soft elements. Yeah, they get that jangly guitar in, too. Like, it's a, it's a jangle pop. I yeah. like it. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and, and of course the harmonies, the harmonies are, yeah. are super, I think this, the, the, the most mighty part of this song. It feels like a classic BNL song. Correct. Yes. Uh, no argument here. Yeah. This, this would be right at home on a maroon. I think, um, it's got that sort of soft, slow pace that I think a lot of the songs on maroon had, um, I, which is great. Maroon is my favorite album. Um, but there's a, I mean, there's, there's a lot to be proud. Let me ask you this. Is there anything that you didn't like from this album? From, or from, or from, from, uh, this? from this song? I mean, excuse me. Um, the solo. Really? It's bad, right? I loved it. like he was like tuning it sounded well to me like (laughs) he's just hitting sustained notes in the key of the song like kev can do so much better than that it pissed me off i was angry at him uh, wow you got really upset holy shit i'm i expect i have kev does a certain level of solo either he plays all the notes Uh uh-huh (laughs) <laughs> that's it he plays all the notes and this was just like it wasn't that it wasn't even anything close to that he was playing all like, the notes if he's I tuning like i could play it you probably could but you are a talented musician so well i feel like anyone could just put your finger here okay now play the note now hold it for 10 seconds okay. next <laughs> note okay then uh you, <laughs> you slipped into your cab okay and, um and the last note god and here we go. Watching and him get into character. It's unbelievable. Done. There's wow. That's a wow. solo. Wow. Unreal. He pulled a puppet out from under his desk as he did that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Kev was like, if, if he's got a puppet, it's like one of those string puppets and the puppet's playing the guitar. And Kev, you know, you can't, <laughs> you can't get a lot of like articulation in the fingers and whatnot. So he's just got the one puppet hand on the one sure. thing. And yeah. This the, to me, this sounded like one of the the backward solos that dotted Maroon. Again, I'm gonna go there because he's doing like these weird like like it sounds like if I reversed it, it would be a real solo. Um, but I was kind of into that very weird uh, uh, not I don't want to say atonal because I think it was in whatever key you were doing yeah, here, it right? Was. But like I don't, it, it definitely was was atypical, um, which I appreciate when they take these big swings. Even though I think before I've cursed them for doing the exact same thing and taking big swings. So, like, if a big swing is, like, 
Kev going, you know, ham on his keyboard mm-hmm. for a solo or, you know, his guitar. He's just, he's just hitting every note. And like a, just like straight down the plate is a green album solo. Like right. this, this was like the equivalent of like, all right, solo time, guys, throw it to Kev. And Kev just like lays down on the ground. Like he just <laughs> like wilt. He just lays down on the fucking ground. That was the, like, this solo had no energy for me. What I, here's what I imagine happened is they were all in the studio laying it down playing their tracks and simultaneously they all pointed to Kev. He had never been informed that he was going to have a solo here. Oh. <laughs> just, just panicked. Yeah, yeah, this is a panic solo. But I like that. His pa- you know what, Ev, sometimes I perform best when I'm under pressure. And I think Kev also performs best when he's under pressure. You're looking at me like I'm, I don't perform best. You know I'm a pressure boy. <laughs> High pressure beer. Get me I've to the got, Greek. I've only got five minutes to finish this recording, sicker. Anyway, the song's good. Here's an email from a contestant. Get me on the show. <laughs> a contestant. <laughs> um, and tell them what they'll be winning this week. <laughs> it's a can of turtle wax. What it happened is. to turtle wax? I, I don't know what happened to begin with the turtle wax like, it's for cars what is it for but is it still around it was such a big game show prize back in the day I mean, yeah it's still around do people wax their cars to to the extent that they did i don't know i feel like car culture was so much more prevalent maybe it's just like a you know it's a confirmation bias but when i was a kid i feel like car culture was so much more prevalent like people were out like waxing their cars yeah. and, like washing their cars in the driveway and now i mean i'm sure people still do it but it's not really is is highlighted in the media as much at yeah least, again not the media i watch so again this is probably totally confirmation <laughs> bias because i watch shows about spaceships yeah so and, and, and elves so. no one is waxing their spaceship yeah uh i am on the uh turtle wax website where you can currently buy the turtle wax says hello saker like, <laughs> the turtle wax 75th birthday kit uh, which comes with two T-shirts, two microfiber towels, some stickers, a snapback oh, hat. We should have gotten this. God put that, damn no, it. put it on your calendar for your. Seven, I'm going to get you one for your 75th birthday. You oh, me one for my 75th birthday. Uh, the 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 75th anniversary, the turtle wax anniversary, of course. Damn right. <laughs> the Lisa do Turtle. Think do you think you'll be married 75 years? Do you think you'll live that long? Let's Excuse see. Me. I got married when I was uh, six years ago, so 29. So 75 years would be 90, 100 and. Four. Think you're gonna make a hundred full? I don't know. I guess modern medicine is really doing things, but I don't think so. I eat way too bad to make it to 104. Yeah. I think I'll make it to 51. Mm. That's when I'm punching my clock. I think. Ca- cause of death? Uh, <laughs> cause of death. Jumping in front of a train. Oh, <laughs> Slow okay. moving train. Well, if you got to go out, cho- choosing your time and place is the way to do it, man. Choo choo choosing your time and place. That's what I always say. <laughs> I choo choo. His last words were, "I choo choo choose you." <laughs> when do you oh, think? Uh, <laughs> content warning, everyone. <laughs> when do you think you're gonna die? Um, tell I me about your death. One thousand years in the future. The year is the year 20, is, the year is <laughs> thirty twenty one thirty eighty. Okay, a thousand years. The Earth has become a utopia, and finally, I can rest. Yeah, I say wow. my work here is done. And then Sir Patrick Stewart, at the age of 1,075 years says, you've done well. And then he leads me up to uh, heaven. That's your best Patrick Stewart? You've done well. You've done well. It sounds like Sean Connery. I I was just actually Emperor Palpatine. (laughs) Anik, Evan, I'm too weak. Do it, Evan. Um, (laughs) Destroy the council. (laughs) 
I'm like, but uh, I was supposed to be this chosen one. <laughs> Man, Anakin is so fun in Clone Wars. I know that this is the Clone Wars cast, sort of, because we talk about me watching it a lot. But uh, he's such a he's a character as opposed to the fucking prequels. I don't he's know. A, is he still a, sh- a relentless shit? No, he's sometimes good, sometimes shitty. He's a, a dimensional character. I don't know. Clone Wars does these characters justice. Uh, I need to well, rewatch this. They have prequels. what a thousand uh, episodes. Hours yeah, to for do fucking it? real. Yeah, I know. Um, I love the rolling drums in this song. Yeah. Kai is going really hard on this like really cool drum line. I thought. I can't hear you anyway. And uh, it it definitely adds a lot to the song. Um. There's here's uh, that's right. I wanted to talk about the one thing I didn't like, which is uh-huh. the bridge. I wasn't super into the bridge of this song. I feel like usually in a BNL song, the bridge is where it stands out, right? Um, and in this one, I just couldn't. It was not different enough or interesting enough to get me there. I, there was just nothing going on. See, I don't even remember the bridge, so it must not have been. I can't. I can't defend it because I have no memory of it. It was. It was the part where he was in a DeLorean. He was like, I've been driving through the timelines, seeing all the pine trees falling down. <laughs> An angel has no memory. <laughs> I've been running through the timelines, picturing the headlines, but for memory. You weren't even in the room then. Is it safe to just assume then? You won't make an ass of me. That's a great bridge, Saker. Now I remember. <laughs> but uh, but did you? Ha, okay, did you uh, listen to? I don't know how often you're on our Discord, but somebody pointed out that this album, if you go on Spotify, has a commentary track where it's Ed and Ty talking through each song. Oh my God, they they probably don't even remember it. They're like, is this the one where we? No, <laughs> no, is this the one where we? Nope, that's nope. not this one. Uh, is it the one where we said one week? No, that was one week. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I think they they recorded it right after they recorded the album, um, because they're still talking about it. But they talk about how big of a fan they are of the bridge of this song, and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" They huh. sounds like a big Brian Adams bridge. I was like, "That's a weird thing to say." Um, that I definitely did not get. Who's uh, Brian? Is Brian Adams the everything I do? I do it for you, like uh, the um, Robin he, Hood, Prince of Thieves. He is, oh boy, summer of '69. Uh, okay, gotcha. The power back. Oh yeah, everything I do, I do it for you. You're right. You got there. Yeah, which I don't hear from this at all. Um, but yeah, in the Spotify commentary, they said like, you know, it. This reminds uh, Ty. It reminds Ed of Brian Adams. Uh, Ty said there's lots of good juicy stuff on this song for the whole band to do. <laughs> Which I thought was disgusting. <laughs> writing a song just like Brian Adams did. Ugh. We are writing lots of music. <laughs> that one fell apart. Yeah. Um, Ty desperately wanted this song to be the opener from the album. Uh, mm. And Ed fought back. He said, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, they both thought the duct tape part was going to be uh, the first single. But of course, this was the first single. Uh, both the Canadian and U.S. studios came back to them and said, "We want say what you want as our we first want single. say what you want. You got to give us the say what you want. Give this us- is going to be this is going to be fifty five out of a hundred for two weeks on the hot <laughs> adult contemporary. I feel this in my bones. We're gonna have say what you want potholders. We're gonna have say what you want 
dentures. We're going to do a whole say what you want merch line. Uh, yeah, this was just, uh, I, it was fine. I'm glad it wasn't duct tape heart because I actively dislike duct tape heart, I think. Um, but this song was fine. Uh, Lots of dynamism on Ed's delivery of yes. this song. It's mm-hmm. not quite word stacking. I'm not sure what I would describe it as, but it's good and it's fun and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. I liked yeah. his, uh, uh, I set you free and I let me be ya. He is adding the us on the end of some words. It's very fun. Again, I set you free and I let me be this is me. I don't know. I didn't like the, the, like the nonsense. Did you notice that I changed my style and then it made me smile, but it's not my style. Uh, well, if we're getting into the lyrics, then we do need to talk about okay. <laughs> some stuff that's going on. That first verse is meaningless. Yeah, uh, where, where's the, is the style? Yeah, the style one's in the first verse. So what the fuck? Like, I get the general idea of this song, right? Like, uh, people are going to talk shit and, you know, it's okay. Like... You know, I I know what you say about me, and it's okay because it doesn't mean anything to me. Again, love the theming, love the idea that we're past the bad boyfriend. Let's make up, let's get back together. Songs now it's a departure song, which I love. The mm-hmm. other person wants to get back together, but that first verse, do, I okay. Did I just get your attention? Did you notice I changed my spot style and it made me smile? But it's not my style. You're right. It is a jumble of bullshit. As we've said before, Saker, it's way easier to write lyrics when you don't have to make them make sense or be in a grammatical order. You're exactly right. That is... You just put any word you want in. It's super easy to make a song. Uh, like, I, they used to be so thoughtful and so deliberate. It just sucks to me. My but... name is Saker and I go to the market. Microsoft Edge, wall, ticket, park it. <laughs> like, see, it's super easy. <laughs> Yeah, it's easy. Okay, on one week, they were doing a little bit of it. Is it because one week hit big that they decided, let's never make sense again? They make a ton of sense. I think it's just, Ed likes to be silly sometimes. And I think that this means, I feel like, it's like they tell you as an author, like, you you don't have to write what's in your main character's, like, dresser, but you have to know what's in there. And if you know what's in there, your audience will read that in your writing. I feel Hmm. like Ed thinks he knows what this means interesting okay and i feel that in his delivery of it that like he knows exactly what this line <laughs> means it may be inscrutable to us but like ed is on the fucking on point with these like yeah i got this one okay I-, I feel what you're saying i'm picking up what you're laying down but the question is is that good like yeah you're right i'm getting it i understand that ed knows what's happening with his own brain but does that make it a good song it makes me happy for him. Okay. <laughs> I can't argue that either. I, I, I'm always happy for Ed. He's a good boy. I want him to be happy. Uh, but yeah, it's that first verse is almost like he's trying to get their attention again, right? He's like, yeah. you know, oh, I made you smile. After a while, say say it. Like, wh- what the fuck? Just like leave them alone. You don't want them to bother you. So why are you making them? Maybe I can make you smile again. Make you smile. <laughs> <laughs> because he's uh, he wants to manipulate them. God, is that it? Is Maybe Ed a, 
Yeah, he despises them. Oh, man. Master manipulator Ed Robertson. You can't control the effect other people have. I mean, you can control the, the only thing you control is what, the, how you react to people. Right. But you can also try and control other people. Right. So right. So he's taking it a step further. He's like, not only will I be a stoicist and, you know, have complete control over my own emotional landscape. Right. But I will reach out from said landscape and geoform the contours of your <laughs> of yours jesus yeah i guess that's true i don't care about you but you're going to care about me so ed doesn't yeah ed doesn't say the only thing we can control is what we think of other people because he thinks he can control other people and he seems to be doing a, a fine job of it he seems to be making them smile he seems to be toying with them playing yeah. a little cat and mouse here yeah. and then like this song for like a victorious song it does get remarkably mean part way through <laughs> did you lose your medication yeah. it's such a slap in the fucking face <laughs> i mean it's pretty shitty throughout like basically he's like talk to the hand do what you want i don't give a fuck yeah but at the same time like i still want to have my hooks in you yeah yeah and then he's even he gets sarcastic like oh this has been an education oh that was fun did you lose your medication or did you just want to be with me again i set you free and i left me like what the fuck ed like either figure out what you want to do either like leave this person let them go or be shitty to that you have to decide what kind of song this is i don't oh, know i mean ed can change moment to moment you know that's what, a- that's what the power of this song is he's like yeah i can i can be a good person i could be a good ed i could be bad ed which one do you want to tangle with today i could be a little devil you haven't listened to flip yet have you <laughs> i could no. be a little saint is that really a That's song? The of opening it? line of the song, oh, which sweet. is stuck in my head every morning. <laughs> I wish I could shower without thinking. I can be, I can your be little a little Debbie, Debbie. <laughs> or I could taste I like could, a taint. I could use Microsoft Paint. <laughs> Microsoft Edge. This episode sponsored by <laughs> Microsoft, Microsoft Edge. What is Edge? Is that there? You gotta get the subscription plan, man. <laughs> you're, you're fucking every all you losers out there owning your owning your software. You know, <laughs> bullshit, Just bullshit. You need to get it. constant updates from <laughs> the mother mother source. You get that in you. They got to be in your computer, fucking around, man. <laughs> Put a screwdriver in that computer. Office three sixty five. Why buy something for a hundred dollars when you can pay twenty dollars a month for the rest of your life? Are you stupid? <laughs> is that really an option yeah i mean that's why i keep buying microsoft every new computer i keep buying microsoft like 2019 because it's the last time they actually produced a word program jesus christ now it's now it's the 365 bullshit that they you know they charge you every month a subscription fee i see oh you just cannot buy it anymore you can't buy word you have you to can buy word. word you have to buy the you have to buy the, the older one yeah the sure. old versions i see and I, see. I think soon enough they're gonna make it not backwards compatible and then you're all then we're well then you'll just have to get a new program that's not micro i used open office for a long time yeah but i'm used to the until they make it too uh too onerous on me to like fuck around with it i'll i won't switch is this interesting um, I feel like our <laughs> listeners really want to know. I mean, we have to talk about it because, again, as I said, as we said before, this is sponsored by Microsoft Edge. So per our contract, <laughs> okay. we have to give at least five minutes of Microsoft Edge talk. They sure. didn't say it has to be a promo. Yeah. We want it to sound natural, not like robots are doing it, not like they fed our personalities into an algorithm and they're, we're just spitting out word salad. Uh, and it doesn't have to be positive. We could say it sucks that you have to rent the program, go buy an old version, go download OpenOffice. But uh, we do have to talk about it. Because all press is good press. 
you know? Yeah, I mean, if we were doing, if we were going, the, if I were to go the Opus Office route, I'd just fucking pull the trigger and get Linux and then just, you know, be a gearhead for the rest of my life. And Are you equating a free program with, like, building your own computer? I'm told that Linux is super easy by all my incredibly smart programmer friends. <laughs> right. say, it's super easy. You can do it yourself. No problem. You'll, You'll just set it up it in out. an afternoon. Oh, I'm like, boy. okay, dude. Yeah. Um, I don't have any super smart friends. Uh, so no one has ever tried to convince me to use Linux. Hey, bro, you should use Linux, man. You're my super smart friend now, Ev. Thank you. Uh-huh, I just <laughs> 20 IQ points that day. You just gained my attention. Um, trying to parse the bridge is difficult. Uh, again, another Fine, part. He went DeLorean and drove oh. through the timelines watching Fines fall. So he's picturing the headlines, but from memory, you weren't even in the room then. But is it safe to assume then you won't make an ass of me? Like, I, I, he's picturing a time before this other person, right? You weren't even there. You weren't even in the room. But he's still scared of them somehow, right? It, 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 it put me in mind of maybe like an abusive relationship where like you end up kind of like projecting them onto every surface, like past, present, and future, like... I don't know. This is this is a so maybe he's justified in being super shitty to them. Yeah, but also remember this person's on medication, so it may not. I mean, they might be bipolar. You know, they might have like borderline personality. Like, again, I'm not saying that those are excuse justi- justifications yeah. for being really shitty to another human being, but like, you know, context. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, again, context for these wild speculations that we're spinning out of this Or it song. might just be heart medication because the person <laughs> has just spent their whole life so angry and yelling. Be- because they have this condition where they have a duct tape heart. It's horrifying. They have to take medication every day, puts another patch on it. Um, this, uh, th- I love the twinkles in this song. Kev is doing a little twinkly, like a, a little just two-note rhythm on his thing the whole time. It, it really shines through on the ending. Uh, but the whole song, it's the combo of that, like, synthy twinkling and harmonies. Uh-huh. It just makes the whole song feel very positive and upbeat. It's a nice song. You want to hear what Ed had to say about the song? I would love to hear it. His interview quote. Say what you want is a celebration of letting go. It's about feeling confident and realizing that you can't control what other people do or say. You can only control how you react to it. It's a very triumphant song for me. <laughs> wow, Ed. That's, my, that's, that's how Ed talks, right? Yeah. I. Uh, you know what? I'll pull that clip in so that they'll have heard Ed's voice during that thing. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, because I, I, I do a bad Ed impression. Yeah, I know. No, it'll like, be. Hi, like, hey, my name's Ed. <laughs> is, that how, is that how he sounds? To be fair, that's the one impression you have. It's me, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> it's me, Sir Patrick Stewart. It's me, uh, John Haddle. <laughs> oh, no. You know John Haddle? A little bit of the old country influence in this song, too. In the chorus, but not the verses. Uh, that say, say. Like, I don't know. It felt kind of country to me a little bit. But really, truly, that's all I had, buddy. What else yeah, did you have about this song? One. Uh, did you, see, you saw the video, I assume. Oh, uh, yeah. We could talk about the live videos. We could talk about... Yeah, the video. Um, another Rooster Teeth vid. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the plot of this video. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Let's just run through it real quick. <laughs> Woman, play pinball. The she end. Lose. <laughs> she lose, she win. Game over. <laughs> what a fucking weird weird video yeah she okay. gets frustrated she's bad then she succeeds but then they break the fourth wall a little bit 
Like, the band can see out of the pinball machine at her at some points, but they never yeah. address it. It's like they had a whole plot they had to drop. I was getting real, like, shoebox vibes for yeah, this one. Yeah, me But too. without, like, the interesting story wraparound. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the... It's a wildly horny video. Like, it's like <laughs> watching this girl, like, biting her lip and shaking her ass without any plot whatsoever is like, what, what were they thinking with this video? I got real, like butt rock slash like pop country vibes from it like she, like she should be on the hood of a car yeah let's put an attractive girl on here and you know maybe show the band yeah it's we it feels like a, a 70s or 80s video in a lot of ways no plot no just like cool visuals and yeah, back where you, back where they were just happy to see the band play yeah yeah kind of oh so that's what they look like fuck which i guess now that i think about it the whole theming of this album is kind of 70s with the pinball theme but i doubt that mm-hmm. was an intentional like homage to a 70s video but man what a fucking weird weird video I did get a little blast of nostalgia for like arcades. Like, oh, oh, I saw Mortal just... Kombat 4. I was in, buddy. I was in. <laughs> and uh, do you think do you think that the whole purpose of this video, the whole purpose behind this video was so that Ed could get a mock-up of a BNL themed pinball machine? Almost certainly. The almost entire certainly. budget went to building like <laughs> purpose building a fucking BNL pinball machine that is now in Ed's like attic. That's the whole fucking budget. I mean, after odds are you know, you, they're like, this video didn't succeed, but we do have the budget for another video. Let's spend it all on something fucking cool. How does the rest of the band deal with his divadom? Because it's certainly there. Well, they talk about it in the... Uh, um, Behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, like Jim's like, yeah, it's, Ed just kind of drags us along. <laughs> it is very like Ed has Jim hostage in that Behind the Scenes video. Yeah. Ed's like, it's not my fault. I didn't want to put pinball on this. I just wrote one pinball song. Then everything came back pinball. And Jim's like, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> Jim literally says, it was him. And it's it's played <laughs> off as a joke, but you can see the terror in his eyes. He's blinking rapidly. He wants people to know something is wrong here. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, that's like that. It, it wouldn't have been my idea if you... You want me or Ketracel White, Jim? <laughs> I'm gonna keep you gotta keep your life life lifeline drugs or you're gonna <laughs> keep your life. You, I'm gonna cut your insulin off, Jim. Jesus you Christ. With me. Say what you want, Jim. <laughs> say what you want, but that little bomb I planted inside your brain is gonna say what it wants too. Uh yeah. Um yeah. what it wants to say is three, two, one. <laughs> this I as I was watching it, I was like, no one is going to understand this. Like, as we watch the video, people are going to, like, because the, there's no pinball theming to the song. And there's no explanation for the pinball in the video, right? The song is not about pinball. It's just that the album's called Silverball. So I assumed when people watch this, they're going to be like, why the fuck is this a pinball video, right? What if the song is about pinball? What if it's not about a breakup, but like a, just someone, you know, with a relationship with a pinball machine? Let's Let's parse it through that lens. Let's see. <laughs> I make you smile again. I changed my style. Uh, yeah, his style of like uh, hitting little buttons. Also, is go where you will. I won't steer you and lead you either way. Is the exact That's, opposite. He's talking to the. He's talking to the ball because I think like one of the things about pinball, if you, if you know, I mean, we, we need to get uh, what's her Kaylee back on. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's all about pinball. It's you got to let the, you just got to let the ball flow right like mm. a river. I don't know if that's true. It's all the balls. It's all the balls you don't hit, right? <laughs> that's how pinball works. Silver jazz. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you on some roads. This road is a bridge too far. 
Um, yeah, but and then as I assumed, I went down to the comments and people were like, "What is this? Why is this? Why this is on the Rooster Truth channel? I don't get it." Like people did not like the inclusion of this video in the Rooster Teeth network, and they didn't understand it. They didn't think it was funny because it's not. Like I don't know, the video is not something I'm I'm down with here. You didn't, um, you didn't laugh when uh, Kev was pretending when they shook the tilt thing and Kev got knocked off the piano. He was pretending to play the piano with his little tinkly fingers, but he wasn't actually touching the piano. And he was like, oh, no, my piano's over there. And he I, like, shuffles back over and starts to play the piano again. I did write that that was funny. In my <laughs> I did laugh at that. Oh, it's very funny. Kev never fails to make me laugh just from being he'll, he'll have a joke and then he will fucking like. It's bad, but his commitment to the bit is what makes it funny. <laughs> like, he's such and, a dad. And he looks so uncomfortable again in every <laughs> shot. Like, even the behind the scenes, like, I, you're, he's in front of the green screen. I don't feel like there's any way you could ever be comfortable in front of a green screen yeah. or look comfortable. But, like, everyone else is doing the best, like, overdoing it. Like, Tyler, Tyler actually looks the most comfortable. But, like, Jim and Ed are, like, monster skeletons in front of that thing. <laughs> like, they're, yeah. they're really hamming it up. And then... Kev, like you see the camera kind of come down and he's playing the piano and he kind of like looks at it out of the corner of his eye like <laughs> it's like sneaking up on him and then he just goes back to playing the piano like yeah. head down yeah it's very weird i told you i don't like these things <laughs> kev is just kev has such weird energy he brings to the band it amazes me they spotlight him so often can you just replace me with an actor next time please <laughs> i do believe we have two hernies coming up on this album by the way ooh, 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 hernia oh yeah next song is a hernia that's exciting. Passcode. Uh, and then we're... Wait. <laughs> we're well, ending. Let's try, let's try and speculate what it's going to be. Okay. I, I unlocked the passcode to your laptop. <laughs> it contained several photos. Incriminating data. <laughs> Breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the beat. <laughs> God, I hope it's a fucking dubstep song. Um... We do have, BNL does have its defenders on these videos, including Saker's YouTube comment of the week. Sake, 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 Saker's YouTube comment of the break it down. <laughs> uh, this is five years ago. Uh, Joey, Joey Leds Dippin' 94 said, I loved All in Good Time and I loved Grinning Streak even more, but this is the best lead single to an album since Steve's departure. Very well done, guys. And someone responds to him, uh, G-Man W says, I agree, Joey. This is a great song. Great dip vids, man. And I said, oh. So I went to Joey dip Led's vids? dips. All he does is review dips. His whole channel is just <laughs> him reviewing dips. But he's also a fucking bare naked ladies apologist. He loves the bare naked ladies. But oh, I just, that's a crossover, right? The, the Joey di- Dips 94. The Venn diagram is almost a complete circle. Is Dip fans and Bernie Good Ladies well, fans. Well, I mean, they did have, I think he got, do you think he got into them on the Ships and Dip cruise, right? Oh my God. Because he, he signed up for thinking it was, a, you know, yes. Dip themed. Oh man. Oh, poor Joey. He got, he's like, where, where, oh no, 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 no. It's <laughs> <laughs> the away. No, Dip. And then they just start playing. <laughs> Light in bed, just like Brian Wilson did. And then he fell in love. Lucky he, lucky yeah. he went on that cruise. Yeah. And then it, his head just slowly turns into music. <laughs> uh, spit, spit is the dip we make ourselves. Oh my god! He tried making his own dip out of the ocean. Yeah, he just spit in cups, and then he would dip whatever is into it and oh, partially digest his food. That's yeah. sweet. What a what a fun guy. Joey seems like somebody I want to hang out with. He tried blood. <laughs> Haven't we all? Uh. A couple live versions of this song. Um, did you see the Kelly and Michael version? Yep. All I wrote down was, 
live with Kelly and Michael. <laughs> I wrote down lots of flirting. I feel like Ed and Kelly were like flirting the whole time. <laughs> oh man, do you think the last album was about Kelly? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I sure hope so. Uh, how about acoustic on House of Strombo? Did you watch that one? <laughs> I want to go to House of Strombo. <laughs> that sounds like the best Stromboli, Stromboli restaurant. Rest- That's exactly where my head <laughs> yes, went to. Yes, me too. Hey, welcome to welcome to the House of Strombo. <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart. Um, like I loved. I think this is an interesting acoustic song. Uh, the they like they do it like Kev has a little plinky acoustic solo that actually sounds way more put together. I thought you might have liked it more. Blink, <laughs> blink. Hey, come on, Kev knows what he's doing. Uh, I love. The I part- know that's what pissed me off about the solo so much. <laughs> I love the part where the beat drops out during the. Uh, Did you lose your medication? Like he really wants to call attention to that line. Um, live at Rooster Teeth Expo. Do you see that one? Wow, Rooster Teeth has a whole expo. Oh yeah, RTX baby. Nope, um, I have not. Okay. So they start this one off by doing like he's talking about pinball theming and the video and then he he uh he talks about the guy who made the cabinet who is in the audience. He works at a local pinball place in uh, in Austin, Texas. And uh they do a parody of Pinball Wizard about that guy. Uh a little like Tyler starts playing and singing and Ed says he can't remember what he rhymes, but he says he wants to touch the guy's balls. It's very, it's a Bernicat ladies jam for certain. Uh, did you watch? Those are the only live versions I watched. Any other ones you had? Nope. I only watched the Kelly and Michael. Okay. Well, you missed out, my friend. Lots of good ones. House of Stromboli. Oh, God, I gotta get the House of Strombos, man. Um, Ev, that's all I had about this song. What did you have? Anything else? I have the final contender. The big boy. The final content is the album over? <laughs> yeah, God. isn't it? This is the last I song, sure right? hope so. Yeah. No, I got my robot. Who's your robot? What's a robot? I got, of course, the nineteen ninety. You sound four? so tired. Nineteen ninety-nine animated children's action movie, The Iron Giant. Oh no! One of the people we said might actually kill. I feel oh like my this is going to happen. Okay, Iron Giant. Tell me about it. Why is this song the Iron Giant? A 50-foot tall alien robot lands on Earth, discovered by a little boy, chased by the military. The robot is a giant killing machine, but it doesn't (laughs) want to kill people. Uh Uh-huh. It's all about self-determination, all about doing your own thing, no matter what people say, no matter what people tell you you are. The little boy learns not to value the opinions of people who tell him he's not going to be good enough, smart enough, whatever. The robot learns. That it can make a choice on its own. Uh-huh. You are who you choose to be. The robot, of course, the Iron Giant, voiced by none other than Vinny fucking Diesel. Wow. Wow. He does a lot of, like, gr- between that and gr- he's Groot, right? He's Groot. Yeah. Like, a lot of, like, almost nothing very strange. Almost nothing. Well, okay. To be fair, I've never seen the Iron Giant. Does he talk a lot in the movie? talks a, a fair amount oh he does okay never mind uh I, this is a movie that i need to see i mean he talks more than groot does okay all right uh so uh this is a so why is this exactly a um a silver well, ball or a say what you just, want it's just like uh it's a it's a meditate the movie itself uh, i think it didn't do well in theaters but um it has developed a cult following and also is sort of like a um i want to say a linchpin movie for 90s kids mm-hmm 
where like if you grew up if you were a kid in the 90s you had to have seen the iron giant uh-oh uh saker you lose out on uh -oh. a valuable point of your childhood um so it's a it's a meditation on the existential and sort of the nature of humanity uh -huh. and whether human humanity can apply to things that aren't necessarily human um the pitch the uh writer well it's based on a book called, no, called the iron man who was written by it was written by ted hughes I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a, a British poet and author, pretty yeah, famous. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was married to Sylvia Plath. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So who, you know, Bell jar. content content warning suicide. Sure. Um, she killed herself at like age 30 or something. So he wrote this book to comfort his children after the after his um, his wife's death uh -huh. uh, by suicide, and um, he it was it was about because there's a there's a very important scene where the iron giant sort of like at the end of the movie hey guys spoiler everyone spoiler alert iron giant here it comes end should i movie, cover my ears okay uh iron giant gets blown up at the end because oh. the military tries to nuke the town that he's in because they realize he's like an alien killing machine um and the uh, iron giant flies up into the air and headbutts the nuclear missile and jesus christ and like uh that go everywhere and the um the little boy finds like a screw of the iron giant and earlier it's shown that the iron giant can self-repair so the screw starts to like little jingle and, and you see like all the little bolts are crawling back. So um, what that's part of the book too. Ted Hughes is like, well, what this is, it's, it's, it's about reassembling your personality and your emotions, oh. uh, reassembling yourself after being damaged. It's like a metaphor for, you know, sure. putting your life back together after, a tra after trauma, be that a breakup, be that, you know, like in this, in this thing. So this guy, just like the narrator of this song, um, hopefully without the, the malicious intent that we has ascribed yeah. to him. Like, I think, Ed's intent was pure, right? He doesn't see the evil in this narrator yes. like we did. I don't think Ed came in like, yeah, this guy's kind of manipulative. Yeah, he's kind of a shit I would agree. too. But so when Ed came into this song thinking of the Iron Giant, he's like, yes, this is somebody reassembling themselves after, say, a bad breakup or, you know, a traumatic affair that he had last album mm -hmm. sort of thing and putting themselves back together just like the Iron Giant does. Um, oh, Our the, the, the writer of the movie actually uh, latched on this idea after his sister died as oh, well Jesus so there's a lot of death Christ. in this movie yeah for real but there's a lot of comparisons uh between the iron giant and et because they're the same basic plot like something falls down a kid finds it the government's after it but then they uh brad bird the writer of the uh, script they're like w what do you say about the comparisons about et and he said well et doesn't kick ass does he he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't make the army pay oh my god because there's a scene where like the army comes after him and the iron giant just like unleashes a fucking un on hell on them like because he's got lasers and shit yeah um so yeah so the i told the pitch that he he tried to sell this with was uh what if a gun had a soul and didn't want to be a gun oh my god that's that's a black mirror episode i feel like but no, I, th I feel well yes i guess black mirror could yeah it doesn't want to be a gun it wants to be a dildo <laughs> like that's a black mirror episode yeah yeah okay yeah but, add, uh, add one layer that sucks on top of a good idea yeah yeah, uh, so there, so there you go. That's the. Uh, it's okay. pretty clear. That that's, wow. Yeah, I mean, this is the Iron Giant straight down the plate. That makes sense. So, but here's the question, though: the Iron Giant could kill Bumblebee, but he's a gun with a soul who doesn't want to kill. So, but I feel like Bumblebee is the same situation, right? We've already said that Bumblebee oh, is willing to fight for his life, even if he has to stomp babies to yeah. death. Yeah. So I feel like Iron Giant's going to walk into that arena with the same like you know same marching orders right yeah so the, either either you kill bumblebee or the kid dies yeah and i think that like bumblebee i don't think could kill the iron giant even if he wanted to because the guy's gonna put himself back together 
Yeah, that's true. What well, I hate that bullshit. That how do you ever kill somebody who's invincible? That sucks. There's no okay, stakes. Well, in even this saying fight. the Iron Giant isn't invincible, if the Iron Giant puts even an ounce of effort into this fight, he's like th- twice as tall as Bumblebee. Has yeah. like all sorts of lasers in him. It'd be like Bumblebee fighting a real Transformer. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So I think Bumblebee gets Bumblebee gets the uh, wow gets, the cr- gets crushed this after is- after you think you thought he was going to make it the whole way. This after is going to sl- be this is this guy is an invincible war machine. I know. After stomping C three PO and Wally and <laughs> I don't know the robot Butler oh. from Rocky two. Oh man, I can't wait. Oh Rocky four. Happy Rocky birthday, Polly. I love that robot butler. Uh, yeah, I don't. But I hope we have like after this climactic battle this week. I hope we have like uh, the fucking uh, Vincent from the black hole or some little cleaning bot on the next episode. That would be a delight. Um, yeah. Okay. Hey, are all those pieces irradiated that the little kid finds? I don't think so. Is he I gonna get not. cancer? Okay. He did. Well, there's no uh, there's no sequel to the movie, so maybe that's why they didn't make one because the little kid got cancer. Yeah, the Iron Giant. Uh, all right, Ev, love it. Thank you. That's beautiful. But now it's time to rate well, like the this. Uranium Giant. Mm. Ev, we rate the song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes the song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. So on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed, what do you think? I don't care about dressing myself anymore. <laughs> I just don't fucking care. All right. I don't care what people think. I don't care what people do. I don't even bother with it. Get up in the morning, I'm like, if there are clothes on my body, I leave them on. If mm. not, I might put more on, I might take them off. Doesn't fucking matter to me. Mm-hmm. I walk outside, people are like, let me see how dressed I am on a scale from one to ten. I walk outside with a three, a level three dress. So I got a, I got what a pair of- What if you would have gotten a ten? I would have been fully dressed. <laughs> so you're basing this- Okay, go ahead. Between zero and 100% dressed. Okay, got it. <laughs> so I walk out, wearing a pair of board shorts and like a, a tank top and flipper, flip-flops. Okay. Look cold. So I'm like, ah, fuck, I'm going to put something on. So I go over to my neighbor's house, smash open a window, take a coat off the rack, (laughs) put it on. I'm feeling good. Now I am 90% dressed. This is a big fucking raincoat. Wow. um, Because it's a little bit wet outside today. I don't know if you saw, but like one of those, like, I look like the fucking Gordon Fisherman. Uh I got the yellow hat, the yellow slicker down, rain boots on. The rain boots are a little too big for me, but I'm splashing down the puddles and uh, get a phone call on my cell. I'm like, what? And he's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be in a meeting, man. I'm like, fuck you. I don't care. I'm wearing clothes. And so I like take, I rip my hat off. I'm kind of pissed. I open up my, my sweater. I'm 70% dressed now. Um, throw my phone, smash it. No one can contact me now because I don't give a shit about anything. Nobody, tell me, nobody tells me what to do. Nobody tells me what to say. Nobody tells me what to wear. So Saker, are you going to try and tell me what to wear? I would never dream of it. Good. Good. Because I can't hear you anyway. I am wearing, finally, <laughs> before I get back to my house, back to 30% dress, bud. Um, the day's warmed up. The sun's come out. I test my rain slicker off. I take my boots off, back in sandals, board shorts, tank top, living it up, filling my cup, 30% dressed. <laughs> <laughs> this song is what so, like, fuck? middle of the plate. I liked it, but, like, I didn't like it enough to to stand for it or, like, it's not going to ever come back to me, like... I like the chorus. I like everything like that. But like, I feel like a dice could determine how much I like this song as much as I did. Ah, uh, interesting. And that dice said, I very much liked it. 30%. <laughs> Wait, does that mean 30% of your body is covered? No, just like on a scale from uh, the most clothes I've ever worn to the least clothes. This is a, th- a three out of 10. Three out of 10 on that scale. The least yeah. clothes you've ever worn is naked. Okay. So it is kind of the most clothes you've ever worn is 
What is the most clothes you've ever worn, if? Um, I feel like it would be when I was, you know, walking outside on a very cold day and I've got like three coats on and a scarf and okay. only thing and a mask and the only thing visible and glasses and probably the only thing visible is like that thin strip of skin right by my face. Sure. Okay. Um, Ebo for me. The speed strip is what I call it. Oh, you like to shave just this little piece of your forehead. Well, I take off my eyebrows for more uh, to, to reduce the air resistance. Then I <laughs> shave down both the sides of my head right by my ears <laughs> all the way to the back of my head. Um, then I get the spoiler bolted in so that I don't oh, lift off the so ground good. when I when I move too fast. Hell yeah. That is a problem for you is you want to fly. Your body naturally wants to fly. <laughs> wants to fly. Um, uh, levitate. For me, Ev, I uh, the year is 2021. Uh, I'm doing a record with my friend Evan over the platform Zoom. It's all I've ever seen of Evan for the last uh, uh, 15 months. I don't even know him anymore. He's a different beast. <laughs> even though I was over his house yesterday, I refused to look him in the eye. Um, and uh, I say, uh, "Ev, can you? I'm, I'm gonna take off my, I'm gonna take off my headphones for a second because this sweater is just too hot." Okay. I take off my headphones. I take my sweater off. You see my uh, Kev Hearn sleeve tattoos, mm-hmm. where I just put like all of the little f- uh, feathers all along my arm, all of the Every bird puppet prints. he's ever collected. That's correct. And then I say, Ev, I'm I'm still too hot. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take this shirt off. And I take my shirt off, and you see that I have a whole like I am the bird prince. I have like a tattoo all the way down my chest, and but but I do have an A-frame shirt on. So I say, Ev, ugh, it's too hot. I gotta take this A-frame shirt off. So I take the shirt off, and I am fully, fully, fully nude. But you weren't wearing pants at all. This well, time? that's what I do. Is at some point I say, "Ev, I gotta go get some water," and I stand up, and you do see that I have uh, a uh, a bulky pair. I have tuxedo <laughs> pants on. They're very uncomfortable, heavily starched uh, pants. And uh, I'm about to play a 2D6 show, so I'm wearing three pairs of underwear because I gotta take them off on stage. Uh, so. Uh, you never seen me do that? I guess you've never been to one of our rowdier shows. Yeah, I've only seen you at like the comic book. Convention. Yeah, that was one where we decided not to do that song. Uh, so yeah, I I think I'm totally I I am mostly naked, but I do have a heavy pair of pants on. I like this song a lot, but you're right. In the exact same way it hit for you, it's never going to stick with me. I'm not going to remember this song. I didn't remember it this morning. Had to play it again uh, mm-hmm. after just having heard it on Thursday um to take my notes so yeah it's just it's a good song it's It's just it's good fine this is what i'm talking about where their songs just sound like static to me they flow off my back like water and that's okay i've come to peace the baronica ladies are not a band that's going to stick with me anymore i don't know like what you just slipped off the light there to to, to punctuate your statement (laughs) sakers going home (laughs) that was quick but we uh uh when was the last song we both like that we loved loved matter of time yeah was it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. we were both pretty nude on that one. But beyond before that, it was uh, limits, maybe. Probably yeah, a song yeah, on Grinning Street. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna find one or two on this album. That, that, Probably that for us. Yeah, and I again, I don't mind this song. It's just not gonna stick with me. But you know what will stick with me? The commercials you're about to hear on "It's All Been Done," a Bandicoot Ladies podcast. <laughs> hey, Evan. Do you think Al Pacino dreams about? Uh, Dunkachinos, probably. <laughs> Al Pacino loves Dunkachinos. You ever see that Al Pacino Dunkachino commercial? Is it the one where he's like in the donut shop? Yeah, it's from, I think it's from Jack and Jill, to be honest. 
Oh yeah? I thought it was a real donut commercial. Uh, I could be wrong. Let me see. Pacino Dunkachino. Uh, it is from Jack and Jill. Oh, okay. A movie That's- that I've never seen and have no interest in seeing, but I hear that it is the only redeemable part of Junk and, uh, Junk and Jill. <laughs> of Jack and Jill. That's good. I mean, because I, 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 I would be suspicious if I saw him in a commercial. Really? I'd be you- like, why? Why? Why is he in here? Why is this guy in my commercial? <laughs> why? I don't understand. Are you Christopher Walken? <laughs> no, that's not... Hi, I'm Christopher Walken. Oh, got it. Yeah, that is a much better Christopher Walken. You're right. Why uh, is this guy in my commercial? I don't like know. A, Do you think he'd be, dre- like, be like, are you doing okay? Like, financially? Like, did you, like... Yeah. Like, have a messy divorce or something? Are you, why do you need to do Dunkachino commercials, little guy? Yeah, that's interesting. I've not thought about the fact that people in commercials need money. I thought they were just doing it for a love of the product. I mean, I'm sure that some people... But, like, uh, an actor of the level of Al Pacino, like somebody who can, like... I mean, he's partially retired now, except when all his little, you know, buddies get him to do The Irishman or something. Yeah. Like, but he, he can pick his projects, more or less, right? Yeah. Even at, even at this age. So I think that, like, he wanted to do this commercial. Like, he doesn't need the money. Uh, he can't. He can't need the money. Why is he Why is he advertising donuts? I don't... You why? Know, I'm just realizing that I don't know if I've ever seen an Al Pacino movie. What? You ever seen Scarface? No, never seen Scarface. I'm looking through the list now. The Godfather? Now. Never seen The Godfather. I'm so sorry. For I you. saw Dick Tracy when I was little, but that that's was, it. That was a fucking fever dream that, of a movie. That's my Al Pacino filmography in my head. Dick wow. Tracy is where it starts and ends. Yeah, I'm looking through the Serpico? list. Serpico? I don't even know what that is. What is well, he? Does he do TV acting as well? I no, not really. So. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a movie man. Yeah. Wow. No, Jesus. So that's it. I'm 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 not an Al Pacino, but I know his he's important. I know he's popular, uh, but to me, he is no one. I actually looked at his Wikipedia entry and was surprised by his face. That's not how I pictured him. <laughs> what do you think he looks like? Like Al Pacino to me looks like he's got a... He's yeah. got a big curly mustache, yeah. a chef's hat on. Yeah, he's wearing like a train conductor's outfit. <laughs> he's got like a big ascot. You're thinking of Ringo Starr from uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. You know what? That's exactly who I was thinking of. You're right. I'm always thinking of Ringo Starr from Thomas the Tank Engine. And have you know what else I'm always thinking about? Al Pacino's nightmares. That's right. And Al Pacino, of course, dreams of electric sheep, which means he must love robots. Must love robots is the latest episode of Argonauts. That's right, Argonauts. Andrew tries his best to solve alternate reality games. Marn tells him what he should have done instead. Join Andrew and Marn as they dig into must love robots, the sci-fi romantic comedy ARG of their dreams. Marn has hot singles in her area. Andrew puts up YouTube videos to help a friend. Both crush the competition in Scrabble. Good, good, good to glad they're glad they're doing for themselves. Oh, they're doing it, baby. You don't, you know, I, I what exactly is a sci-fi romantic comedy ARG? Is it like a dating sim, but in real life? Maybe. Maybe. So it's like a just a dating site. I guess. <laughs> Very weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that would work. So it's a dating site, except there's just robots on it. I guess. Well, everyone has, like, a robot character? I think most dating sites are filled with robots. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So 
So they've gone, they've they've done all the uh, ARGs that they can get to easily, mm-hmm. and so now they're just uh, treating anything that has bots attached as an ARG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you like you log onto Facebook and you argue with Nazi bots, <laughs> like Russian troll That's troll farm ARG. bots. Yeah. What if they are? What if all the Russian troll farm bots are actually like getting ready to like kind of show their hand and promote uh, fucking Avengers, Black Widow, <laughs> Black Widow's that big day out. <laughs> We fixed the 2020 presidential election. <laughs> but wait till you see this stinger. Oh, man. I'm really excited to go watch a Marvel movie again. I love I, those big dumb movies. I don't. I know you don't. You don't give a shit about them. But what I'm here to tell you is that you're wrong. That's fair. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway, must love robots. Must die. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time of the show when we spin this big wheel and figure out what today's segment is. Must have been the same thing. The narrator of this song is the same as another BNL song. Which song and why? Ooh, it's been a long time since we had this one. Um, yeah. So straight off the bat, I want to say shoebox for no reason other than the videos are the same. <laughs> Can we make this work? Look into my shoebox. Yeah, shoebox of lies. So a key in the door, step on the floor. So shoebox is ostensibly about a person who's in a relationship with an older um, woman. Woman, and well, for the video, if we're, if we're doing video to video, then yes, it's it's. Wait, no, no, because shoebox the video was the older the young woman with an older man no i believe it's oh yeah it is a younger woman with an older man in the video yes you're right you're right but i thought when we did our read of the song it's about a, a, a younger, younger man. man with an older woman i wonder if that's just because it was stephen page singing and that's what we thought uh i don't know uh but in any case oh yeah it's because it says she in the song right she says i'm uh no, it doesn't. Wow, it never says gender in this song. No. Wow. No, it doesn't. What the fuck is wrong with us? Oh, well. In any case, uh, could this be, like, the lie? Uh, could, the, could the younger man be wanting to get back with the older woman? And then she's denying him, yet also toying with him? Because she's she's an older woman, right? Right. And so, obviously, the whole thing for her dating younger man is it's a power play, right? It's a power fantasy. You get to kind of have control over this person in a lot of ways, right? Yes. I mean, yes. The, the, the unequal distribution of power. I mean, it's like a boss dating a subordinate, right? right. An older, someone older dating someone younger. So that's kind of like, the largely younger, right? the whole crux of shoebox, right? And right. so then she breaks up with him. And then in, of course, uh, in, in uh, say what you want, you know, she's she's toying with him again. Like, oh, did I get your attention? Oh, I didn't mean to get your attention. Oh, I saw you smile, right? So she still mm-hmm. wants to play this power play, but she doesn't want to be in the relationship with him anymore because, you know, it is dangerous for her. Um, would she be saying, say what you want? I guess so, because maybe there's no proof of the relationship. So she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just a he said, she said, say what you want. Doesn't affect me. I read it the opposite way, where it's from the, the say what you want from the, the younger younger partner's perspective where he's finally gotten free of her hooks sort of thing okay like he's he's matured enough where he realized that what they did was wrong and that she has like deeply seated emotional issues for okay involving that's where the medication comes in that sort of thing like you need to get help but it's not i don't care okay like like you know it's not my place to 
or, or my responsibility to to you know say what you want it's not, I, I, i'm not i can't hear you i don't care anymore like right like i'm i'm done with you yeah sort of thing. okay so it kind of works from both sides I mean, in some ways, I mean, I could see because I could also see the guy being on the medication because he had this traumatic event where a woman yeah. took advantage of him. So, you know, and then, of course, he, he relapses and wants to kind of get back because it made him feel good in some ways. And I don't know. I could definitely see this both ways. Um, huh. Interesting. Huh. huh. Very interesting. Is that your Chris Hardwick impression? That's my Stephen Page impression. Of course. Great segment. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> and now it's time for us to read an email from our friends, our fans, our fancy little feasts. This is an email from our friend and friend of the show, Cliff. Hi, Cliff. His email is called Hello, Friends, a question. Hello, Cliff. Hello, boys. Recently on the pod, season 10, episode 1, you made mention of one noted racist Hulk Hogan. And it reminded me that he has a tattoo on his arm, which says, I am that I am. But because the font is dreadful, it looks like it reads jam that jam reference <laughs> picture included. So I'm about to share my screen with you, Ev. Okay. There's jam that jam. It's the reference picture that we're looking at. And yeah, uh, it looks amazing. Listeners, I will include this in the notes of the episode. I love that you can see his mustache just a little bit in this picture. Uh, yeah, Hulk's waddles. <laughs> Man. But hey, hey, look at that forearm boot. Oh, God, oh, the vein wow. running through it? Um, yeah, that's, that's a forearm. That's a beefy forearm. That got me thinking. If the boys, Steve included for funsies, got quote tattoos, what would they say and what would people misread them as? Love the show. Love you both. Jam that jam. <laughs> So, each of the boys gets a tattoo that's a quote. And we have to not only tell what quote, but how it's misread. Jesus. <laughs> this is such a labyrinthian fucking question. Oh, my God. Okay. okay. So, uh, here's... Let me... I'll start it off. Uh, I will start with Eddie Boy. Uh, Ed gets a tattoo that's just like a... Uh, the most inspirational quote of all time. Uh, it says on it, um, uh, life is a daring adventure or nothing at all. Helen <laughs> Keller. Is that what she said? I, I don't know. Maybe she said it. Um, but I she think said a lot of things. <laughs> most of them unrepeatable. She was a <laughs> noted racist, Helen Keller. <laughs> Uh, but it's misread. So it says life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. Um, but I think, uh, the at all is actually dropped down a line cause there wasn't enough room on Ed's peck to write the whole thing. Uh, and, uh, so it says, um, <sighs> life is either a daring adventure or nothing. Fuck. That's exactly the same thing as, as the regular quote. Uh, I think, I think, uh, it's, it's in a bad font and it says, uh, Life is either a darling advent or nothing. Uh, and so a lot of people think that Ed is super into advent calendars. Uh, he sort of uh, collects them. He's a big chocolate boy. He loves Funko Pops. Whatever comes out of him, he calls them a darling advent. And for the rest of his life, I think he gets... Uh, this is a really hard question. <laughs> he starts getting uh, you know, advent calendars every holiday. All right, Ev, who's next? Uh, I'm going to go with Ty, we'll say. Uh-huh. Uh, he gets on his stomach a tattoo that says, 
live, laugh, love. <laughs> just straight down. And the first the, the first L is a it's just one L and all those are coming off like an acrostic sort of thing. Uh-huh. And the L is real stylized, like old English font, so the L looks kind of like an H. Uh-huh. So it's like it's, it's people think it says hive half hove. <laughs> I've half hope. <laughs> and they're like, what what a, is it like a beekeeping metaphor? Like because hive, obviously the bees come from half, like half of the hive, like uh-huh. a misspelling of the word half. Uh-huh. I don't know. And hove at the past tense of throw away, <laughs> uh, like heave. So oh, got did, he, it. did Tyler like throw away a beehive at one point? And he wanted to like like reconcile this. Like he wanted never to forget that that he fucked up as a atheist. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay, so they think that Ty is a failed bird keeper. Nope, beekeeper. Beekeeper, yes. That's, a, that's first. The famous bird hives <laughs> of, of central Ohio. God, birds would be super scary if they lived in hives. God, wouldn't they? And speaking of birds. I'm really glad that nothing big lives in a hive. I guess so. Wasps are big, but they're not too I know, but big. Like, you know what I meant. Like, yes. They're like bigger than like a thumb. They're a darling amount of big. I'm sure that like some termites and ants are bigger than thumbs. Yes, listeners, I understand that. But <laughs> like I'm talking about like raccoons. I, yeah, like a raccoon, <laughs> a hive. raccoon hive. Jesus Christ. Uh, Kev gets a tattoo uh, and it's on the back of his neck uh, and it's just uh, down his neck. Each word takes up a whole line. And it says, quiet is the new loud. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's because he feels like he has a lot to say and he's just a quiet person, but he still gets his point across. Um, but I think uh, what it actually looks like is that the tattoo artist slipped up a little bit uh, and it says, quiet is the new load. Um, <laughs> and uh, people just truly think that he has a heavy load to bear, but they never want to mention it to him because they think that he's very sensitive about it because like he's quiet. He's got a load, you know, he's, he's, he's on that lonesome road alone. So what he thinks is a really inspirational quote uh, is really uh, uh, people being sad for him. So sorry, Kev, your tattoo is sad. Yeah. Jim has a tattoo on his, um, upper thigh the the meat the little stringy meat of his upper thigh mm, and it says part. um it says come into my parlor <laughs> period dot 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 and it's like going up his leg uh because that was the of course that's the from the famous foot poems the spider and the fly sure also jim is afraid of spiders it yeah. all connects and it was also the um the first thing he said to his uh wife to be that was his pickup line. Interesting. Come into my parlor. And she was the first woman to react positively to that. Don't love that. So, yeah, that's very so, creepy. Yeah, he was, uh, well, we all know Jim is super creepy. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the OU in parlor, like, because it's old English. Sure. Sort of, like, sort of like blends together to look like an E. So it was fine until recently <laughs> where, <laughs> where they thought it was. They, they mistook Jim for a, he's out swimming with his friends and he had like, like a, like really tidy uh like speedo shorts on yeah. and everyone's like giving him fucking you know the hairy jimmy. eyeball like jimmy are you're a, he's you're in a parlor and he's like oh i love parlor <laughs> it's that's where i met my wife uh, and everyone is real freaked out uh by it in recent times wow um, that sucks so i think he's yeah i think he's a maga a maga douche being branded as a white nationalist yep there's a spider on my thigh um steve uh simply uh googled the phrase steve quotes 
uh, as he is wont to do as a uh, a narcissist. And so the thing he has tattooed on him is just the words 16 nuggets of wisdom from Steve Jobs. <laughs> Steve Jobs. And he's got the little picture of Steve Jobs. Um, uh, photorealistic tattoo of Steve Jobs. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I think uh, the problem with this one uh, is that um, the J in Jobs kind of looks like an L. So... People think there's no good way to do these typos. You're the only good one with parlor. This is an exercise in futility. This is actually the tattoo he got. Steve Harvey quotes. He got just the, the Steve Harvey quotes the, on it. The typo is that he meant to do Steve Jobs, but he accidentally just gave them a st- picture of Steve Harvey. So maybe it's just Steve Harvey's face he got tattooed onto himself. And it says Steve. It says Steve. Fifteen inspiring quotes from, from Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs with, with Steve, Steve Harvey's, Harvey's face. <laughs> oh. I really want that tattoo now. <laughs> Holy shit, that would be so That's something you want on your body for the rest of your life. Oh my god, it's a great one-off joke, but then, yeah, when you have to look at it every day, maybe that's why I want it, like, on my face, so that I never well, have to look at it. it. You probably would just want it on, like, a t-shirt, right? Because a t-shirt is yeah. a tattoo that you can take off. Oh my, that's the wisest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> and that's why um, Andy Cregan has that tattooed on... <laughs> A t-shirt is a tattoo. Underneath, on his chest where a t-shirt would be. Mm-hmm. But people think it says. <laughs> what did I say? A t-shirt. A, a t-shirt, t-shirt is a tattoo, tattoo you can, can take, take off. off. Yeah. Um, the take, they it did like a little swirl on the end. And uh, the the A is like one of those stylized A's with like the little yeah. uh, kerning on. Like not kerning. What's the word I'm looking for? The um, Yeah, the seraphing. Seraphing. The yeah. seraphing. So it looks kind of like an E. So it says uh, a t-shirt. It's just a tattoo you can jerk off. <laughs> Hell yes. Hell yes. That rules. Jam that jam. <laughs> Love it. Oh, great. Cliff, hope we answered your question, bud. <laughs> we, we got you, you piece of shit. <laughs> you got real me energy today, Ev. Calling people pieces of shit. I think that's the first time I've called someone I that. think so, but Cliff deserves it. Ebbo, we're done with another episode. It's all been done. You can catch us on Twitter at Been Done Pod, on Facebook. It's all been done, American Ladies Podcast. Get with us on Discord. The link is in the show notes. Contribute to the Patreon. Leave us an iTunes review. Uh, do we have any? I'll check right now while you plug no. what you're going to plug. Socks, socks, socks. Hip socks? Hip socks. That's fun. Are those like stockings? Yeah, hip socks or stockings. I think what that are those makes sense. shoes that the little curly tips that they wear in the Middle Ages? Elf, the long elf, elf shoes. Elf shoes. When yes. are those going to come back in style? When are frocks going to come back in style? When are ruffs going to come back in style? Uh, so here's a review from Lorne called Lack, Lack of Research. I, okay. One star I, I review. The, I, love the, I love the title of this. So I clicked on this because I'm a BNL fan, only to find out the podcast is by two guys who know nothing about the band and then start by insulting the first song from the get-go. I don't see what this brings to the table. And that is a review posted on Bare Naked ABCs, clearly about our podcast, but posted on their podcast page. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, sorry. Tracy. Tracy. A one-star review. Dude, dude needs to click on Bare ABCs. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Man, shots fired. Shots fired across the bow. Um, I'm going to plug eggs. I'm going to go eat them right now. Did we insult Hello City? I don't know. I feel like we weren't... I mean, I don't think we were kind to it, but I liked the song. I've never... Like- 
listened to our shows again. I yeah. <laughs> they are gone once they're once they're gone yeah. they're gone. I feel like we came we came down pretty much in favor of Hello City. Should we but... start selling our shows as NFTs and deleting them from the web? No, maybe I don't know. I don't care. I'm not gonna drive you a street let you lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Saker. I'm Evan, and we'll see you again in one week. <laughs>